Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Unending Rebuild. And today is a wonderful day. We are done talking about running backs. No more running back discussion from us. Um, we did it. We did it. I eighteen of them. It's crazy. Eight, so much film. So much discussion. So much writing. Oh, I'm glad to move on to another positional group. Look at some new stuff. And the studs, baby. Some studs. We got some dogs we're going to go over today. That's right. We are doing wide receivers. We're beginning our wide receiver breakdown. We are coming at you with four wide receivers today. We got Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. We got our film study ready, and we are very excited. Uh, joining me, as always, are the wonderful Josh Lee and Jared Perlman. Guys, say what's up. What up, guys? Uh Super excited to be here. Uh, can't wait to finally be back talking about some dogs. Some dude that's going to be going in possibly the first round of the NFL draft and most likely the first round in your rookie drafts. Um, so this is where the real money's made. This is where the superstars are born. I'm super excited to talk about these guys with, with, with these boys. What's up, guys? It's Jared here. Uh, I mean, just echoing what they said. Like, these are the guys. Uh, these are first round picks. I expect them all actually to go uh, in the first round of rookie drafts and at least three or four in the NFL draft. Uh, we'll see what happens, but these guys are some studs. They're difference makers, and I'm excited to talk about them. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Today we're going to kick off our discussion with Quentin Johnston. Quentin Johnston, wide receiver from TCU. He is 21.3 years old. That means he is an early declare. We love that. Uh, 6'3", 208, uh, did not run at the combine, uh, but he was rather productive in college at a really good junior year this time around, catching balls from Max Duggan over at TCU. He had a decent college share at the 76th percentile. He broke out at age uh, 19 years old, so we like to see when wide receivers are able to produce uh, early. So to kick off our Quentin Johnson discussion, we have Josh Lee. Josh. What are your opening thoughts on Quentin? Um, yeah, I think Quentin Johnston is, or I don't think, I know, he's a physical freak. Um, 6'3", 210. Uh, that's kind of like your prototypical like NFL wide receiver build, uh, even bigger than that, honestly. Um, and probably the most surprising thing about Quentin Johnston is just how smooth he looks. He's extremely smooth, extremely fast extremely quick and for a guy his size to be able to move that way it's it's abnormal um and when you're looking for dudes that are going to be special in the nfl dudes who are really going to be difference makers and really uh ascend into that superstar tier it it's typically guys who have some abnormality to them just move differently than other human beings um and quentin johnson kind of fits that bill um Definitely has some development to uh, that he needs to his game because there. My one issue that I did have with Quentin Johnston was he really. It's almost like instinctual for him. He he catches the ball with his body. It seems like that's like the most like comfortable thing for him, and it's obviously something that can be taught, something that he can develop. But there are times when he essentially eliminates his entire advantage because, like on these jump pass these high these these balls that are thrown high and he's supposed to go up there and get it 
he'll still try to catch it with his body. And that completely takes away his, his large frame um, and doesn't allow him to really uh, use his, uh, his size to its full potential. Um, so I think we're just starting to uh, scratch the surface with Quentin Johnston. Um, and I'm really excited to see how he continues to develop in his career. I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Yeah, I think uh, Quentin Johnston is is this year's Christian Watson. Uh, he's he's so athletic, like Josh said. He looks like a freak out there. Uh, but there's just lots of things that, you know, little things that he needs to work on. He catches with his body a lot. He's, I think, the worst route runner of the group today. Um, and that like that's just going to hold him back. I think at the start of his career, if he's able to go to a team like the pack, like the Packers did with Christian Watson, that schemes him these underneath routes, I think his best break, his best release is an in breaking route. Like he did really well crossing the field and just housing balls all the time. Christian Watson did that all the time with the Packers this year. And I think I could see a lot of that from Quentin Johnston. Um, I think that, he should kind of go in that Christian Watson range. I think he should be the, the kind of end of the first round guy uh, end of the, in terms of the, your rookie drafts. But like this guy has a ton of potential They're They're really the sky's the limit with this frame. He's six, three, two Oh eight Christian Watson, six, five, two Oh eight. Just a fantastic yak receiver. I love that. He actually led his team in receiving all three years as well. Um, being an early declare is great. And uh, you know, leading your team, in receiving as a freshman, sophomore, and junior, all three years, it, it just shows how you know physical and gifted this guy is. So uh, I think he's going to be a great player, but he does is this kind of the the profile that I tend to avoid. Um, I, I I was hesitant on Christian Watson last year. I think he showed that he's so physical, physically gifted that you know he has great potential to be a good wide receiver in this league. You know he still needs to work on his route running like Quentin Johnston, but um, you know. That's kind of what I, how I feel about him uh, right now. What do you guys think? Um, just want to add something quick right now. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed that you you comped him to Christian Watson, but I do see the similarities. I will say I think Christian Watson is a lot more raw than Quentin Johnston because Quentin Johnston, while he is the worst route runner of the four we're, review- we're reviewing today, that's not really saying too much because the other three guys are – Absolutely. Route runners. absolutely. They're, they're absolute magicians um, in their route running abilities. And Quinn Johnson, I thought was decent. Um, probably my favorite route that he runs is his curl route. Cause he really sells that, that go. Mm-hmm. And like the corners will fully bite on it. He'll come back to the ball. He'll make that catch. And my favorite play that he does, my favorite move that he has is on these curl routes. I don't know how he does it almost every single time. The spin he, move. The spin. The spin move. I don't know it's how so he does fucking it. good. He makes everybody miss. Every single defender that tries to tackle him on a curl route, they always miss. And Quentin Johnson, I guess he just has like unreal instincts for like knowing exactly where to spin. And his spin is so quick. It's the Cooper Cup awareness, dude. The, the way he turns <laughs> around. Like Cooper somehow always turns the opposite way the defender. Same with Travis Kelsey. Just gets himself open like that. I agree. The curl and, and he he is a better route runner. And he's a lot, he's a little bit less athletic than Christian Watson, I think, too. I, I mean, I, I agree. I wouldn't say it's a perfect comp, but uh, I think there's lots of things to work on. But the curl, his curl route, I agree. It, it's It's special. Because he he has that physical ability to sell the yeah it's the, disgusting yeah the go yeah that, you know he breaks it off nice. For me, what I noticed about Johnson is that we've talked about his size six three two zero eight. 
it's interesting because he plays like someone much smaller i thought like not even like like it, has, it brings with it good and bad like he has that great quickness to like do that spin move on the curl route for example he is incredibly quick in the open space and also has great speed but then when you when you want like some of the better things that a big guy should have like the like he has a great wingspan but his catch radius seems a bit smaller it doesn't really seem like he's able to pinpoint the ball um all throughout that radius like josh said he has the body catches but you know even when he's competing with the ball doesn't really seem like he high points at the best that he could um which can get better you know so you i i guess he just seems like a bit of a weird prospect to me because he kind of like doesn't really match his body and it's like okay so what do you think moving into the nfl do you think he improves the skills of his bigger frame or do you think you know he just how he is as a player and personally i think he's going to improve because the stuff that he's good at the stuff that i talked about with the quickness with the speed that stuff's there that's not going anywhere and that's not stuff that you can teach like any other like 63210 wide receiver to be able to do so you know i i'm happy with johnson i think you know i i kind of view him as a worse ball skills quicker dk metcalf in a way uh i don't think he's going to be doing every single route in the route tree you're always going to have to respect him going deep but i think that where dk has the ball skills that's where johnson has the quickness has better yak ability uh and they both have great top end speed uh so i would have been really curious to see what johnson was going to do disappointed that didn't happen if he had he could have done maybe high four threes but i don't know considering he didn't run it usually i feel like if he was going to run four threes he probably would have done that but yeah i really love him Um, he's got an amazing missed tackle rate um yeah it's just the 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 hands thing and the going up to get those balls within the radius is the main thing that i was concerned about with him but, you know, can be learned. And nor do I think it's necessarily required for him to be good at that, to be a good NFL player either. Yeah, I, I actually do like the DK Metcalf comp a little bit more than the Christian Watson comp. But like you said, it's not perfect. Um, but kind of, I, I want to throw some stats at you guys uh, just to highlight kind of the potential that Quentin Johnson has in the NFL. So first off, he led this entire receiving class in yards after the catch we've talked a bunch about quentin johnson's yards after the catch ability um with 7.6 yards after the catch per reception um next highest was um i think rakeem jarrett uh if i'm not mistaken but uh third was jackson smith and jigba with 6.6 um so he's definitely an elite uh in elite company with his uh his yak ability and i'm gonna list for you guys the list of every power five college wide receiver who posted a 3.0 yards per route runner better versus both man and zone coverage with less than 50% of their snaps coming in the slot since 2017. So in 2022, Quentin Johnston cleared that threshold. In 2021, Drake London, Jamison Williams. 2020, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. 2019, Hollywood Brown, CeeDee Lamb. 2018, Hollywood Brown. So Hollywood did it twice. Um, and that's your list. Uh, that's so that's, that's a pretty, pretty solid group to be a part of. Um, and I think Quinn Johnson's kind of a dog. Um, I think he, I think out of all of the guys, he has the highest ceiling. Um, he's probably the, the riskiest player 
just because of uh, some of the things which you talked about today. But I do think he has the highest ceiling out of any of the guys that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about the yak. You you gave some great sets there. And honestly, I feel like if Quentin Johnson were like six foot, 195, people would be higher on him because they see this big receiver. And that sounds weird, but they see this big receiver uh, and, you know, who – and they think like Nikhil Harry, like that's who they think. People want to think he's Nikhil Harry. He's not. He's way more athletic than Nikhil Harry. He doesn't have lead for feet. And like, it, it's just, it, I think we're getting a bit of prospect fatigue right now with Quentin Johnson. People are, it's a, like, it's like the popular thing to be like, this guy's not that good. When I think, especially from, if you're thinking from pure fantasy points, not just, not just uh, from a football perspective, this guy's going to put up mad, mad points. Like, can you imagine this guy like running like a little bubble screen? Like, he's going to just like it's going to be it's going to be great. It's going to be a really good addition to a wide receiver room. Yeah, the one thing he can't teach is size and speed for sure, and this guy has it. If he can learn the rest, of course, you know he does have. This guy's the limit. Uh, I would caution to say he has a higher ceiling than my boy JSN, just the goat. Uh, I mean, I think people are already comparing him to uh, Akeen and Allen, uh, and like I think he steps on the field in the same way, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but, I mean, Johnson has all the physical tools, but you know, I think he just needs to work on his ball tracking ability a bit better, work on those you know, high-point catches. He's got some things to work on, but you know, Christian Watson came in. It took him a few weeks, but you know, he burned a dude on the very first play. He stepped foot on the field. You know, if he catches that, Quentin Johnson could do the exact same thing. Uh, and actually score the touchdown. So I could see this guy blowing up immediately for sure. Absolutely, 100%. He, he has all the ability, and he is, a, he is a great wide receiver. It's just the guys we're talking about are also great wide receivers. All right, have you got anything else on Quentin Johnson? All right, let's get into our second wide receiver of the day. This will be Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison coming in at a slender 5'11", 173. Uh, went to USC for a year. Uh, went to Pitt for two years before that. So he's gotten his pretty good college quarterbacks in Kenny Pickett and Caleb Williams. He uh, ran a bit disappointingly at the combine, a 4-4-9. You'd like to see him that to be a bit better for someone with his skinny frame, but I don't think it's disqualifying. If anything, you might be able to get him a bit later if you're targeting him. He uh, really had early success in his college career. He had 60 catches for 666 yards as an 18-year-old at Pitts. So that's great. Second year at Pitt, he won the Blitnikoff, getting 1,500 yards. This year, he cooled down a little bit. He did play three less games, but he cooled down a little bit, getting 60 catches for 875 yards, and his target share went down 10%. But, of course, you know, that's a different offense. Uh, more talent around him than at Pitt, and he didn't have his best friend, Kenny Pickett, there. So I'll open up the floor uh, to hear thoughts. Jared, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, so uh, like I said with Quentin Johnston, uh, Jordan Addison is another guy who led his team in receiving all three years. Uh, I love to see that. 18.6 breakout age, incredible, super young. He had a 29.9% dominator rating. Um, he, like you said, though, he did weigh 173 pounds at the combine at 5'11". Um, I know that can be very scary. It, it scared a lot of people away from Devonta Smith, but 
you know, that dude was also a beast. He won the Heisman. He had 2,000 yards. Uh, he, he weighed 170 pounds. He, he ran a 4.38, so he was a, a bit faster. I, I'm not saying he's Devontae Smith, but I wouldn't let that size scare you away because Jordan Addison is an elite separator, an elite route runner, has elite ball skills, elite ball tracking ability, and I love this guy. I think he's the second best wide receiver in the class, and I think he's just really is right there with JSN in terms of his route running and separation abilities. Uh, I saw this dude beat press constantly. Uh, I, I think that he tracks the ball extremely well. Caleb Williams threw the ball a lot differently than Kenny Pickett, and you know he won the Blitnikoff with a Pickett, and you know did a great job coming into that offense uh, and and adjusting to Caleb Williams and still leading the team in in receiving yards, even missing three games, is like Kai said. He definitely lacks that yak ability that we see from Quentin Johnston. He he, you know, he's not nearly as fast, I don't think. Uh, and you know, he's you know, the size is a concern as well. Uh, I don't think you, you'll see him break off, you know, bubble screens for touchdowns often, but that's okay because I, he's not going to have to. I think he'll be a PPR machine. He reminds me a ton of Deontay Johnson with better hands. I saw that on player profile, but like it just makes sense. Like it, I, I absolutely see Deontay in his game. His his separation at the line of scrimmage is great. He gets open quick. He can be a quarterback's best friend underneath like Deontay was for big men when he couldn't hold the ball for longer than a second in the pocket because he couldn't move. Um, I mean, I just think he has a great release package. He, he got open so quickly so often, uh, and he tracks the ball very well. He catches at high points. He plays bigger than 5'11". Uh, I see big things for this guy, and he's a guy that I'm I'm definitely targeting if I have like a six or seven uh, pick in the rookie draft. He, he's, you know, the guy I'm looking at right after JSN, uh, probably the guy I'm taking over Jameer. So uh, I'm I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say, uh, but I love this guy's tape. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jordan Addison. Um, I mean, the man is just a technician. Like he goes out there and like he doesn't, he doesn't win with speed. He doesn't, he doesn't win with size, doesn't win with athleticism. I know he has like a first percentile like athleticism score, which is crazy. Um, but the man's just a baller. Like he just understands how to run his routes and always get open. Um, he reminds me a little bit of Keenan Allen in that sense. Just like Keenan Allen, like what ran like a four seven and was considered like he fell like to the fourth round because they were like, oh, this dude like has no athleticism. He's not gonna make it in the NFL. Man's been playing for like what the past 10 years and a constant wide receiver one or two in fantasy, like been a reliable target for any Chargers quarterback that's behind there. Um and he just constantly puts up 100, 100 reception yard, uh, seasons. I think Jordan Addison is going to kind of do the same. Not going to ever win with, with his athleticism or speed, but he's just going to always be open. Um, my favorite play that I actually saw from him was against Utah. Um, and he, he, he's right at the goal line, and he sets up the defender with the move, and he, like, breaks in for the slant. And because, like, his, his, his slant cut is so quick, he's able to get, like, a step on the defender. And the defender, like, you can see that the defender panics. So, like, the defender, like, tries to step in front. And as soon as the defender tries that, he spins his hips and then goes for the outbreaking route. And then the defender has to, like, hold him and, like, bring him to the ground because otherwise it's a touchdown. Um, and I think that's just kind of, like, like Jordan Addison's, like, an elite salesman. He, like, sells his routes perfectly. And the second that the defensive back bites on it, he's gone. He's gone the other way. Um, so, big fan of Jordan Addison. Um, one point you did bring up, Kai's, was that he kind of took a step back uh in his junior season this this past season because transferred to usc um and new offense all that yada 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 i actually think it's a little bit more of like a mental thing because 
Jordan Addison got paid $3 million to go play at USC. So some USC booster out there saw that this kid was good enough that like, yeah, we're going to pay you $3 million, going to give you a house in the hills and a brand new Mercedes, come play for USC. Jordan Addison was like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll come play for that much money. Um, so I think he kind of like coasted this year, uh, just waiting to get in the NFL, get that real money. So um, I, I think his true potential, his true skill uh, is reflected more in his sophomore season where he act, where he won the Blitnikoff and looked like an actual beast. Yeah, just echoing what y'all have said, I think we've covered most of it here. But, you know, I just think a good way to describe Jordan Aston is like your dad's favorite football player. You know, he plays the game the right way, you know, and he like like y'all are saying, he doesn't win with athleticism. He's just a tactician. And it's really, really impressive watching his tape. Um, and, you know, I I was impressed with his ability to work the deep routes too. I was looking to watch that because uh, he, he's a bit slight, but he, he gets up there and he wins, he wins, you know, and he's got great ball skills. He really knows how to catch the ball at its highest point, at his highest point. And never going to be an amazing athlete, but yeah, I like the Keenan Allen comparison. I think that makes sense. It's like the type of player, you know, that you're looking at where he just gets open and he just does it. And it's really, really great. And one, one thing I wanted to add to about uh, the, the, the going to USC also, I remember watching him a lot at Pitt and it, it's like, it's like a different, like, it was like they unleashed him at pit while USC was a bit more, he was like protected a little bit. I thought they, they frequently had Addison in motion. I noticed, uh, which I think limits how he looks on tape and didn't his abilities. Pitt, he was the guy, you know, like at USC, he was a part to the offense and, and Pitt, he was the guy. And, you know, even being that full, he could be that focal point in the offense, you know? So I think he can, and has shown the potential to be someone who can play like that alpha type role in the NFL, despite not having the body type that you would want to see uh, classically to fit that description. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Same thing kind of with Deontay, the smaller frame Keenan, you know, not the biggest guy, those guys, lots of times their teams try to pair them with a bigger guy on the outside. Maybe the bigger corner plays against, you know, that bigger guy on the outside, but Jordan still just separates against anybody, even the smaller, quicker, faster guy. So uh, I'm excited to see this guy get in the NFL. I really, you know, we're dying for the draft every week. We say it. I just can't wait to see where he goes. I hope he gets a good quarterback and a, and a fun system for him. It's going to be exciting. This dude's a dog. All right. We may move on. All right. Let's get to our next guy. Our next guy will be, Zay Flowers is a wide receiver out of Boston College. He is 22.5, so he is a senior declare, but you know, that's all right. Uh, I think I honestly just like the whole early declare thing. I think it's like a plus if you're an early declare, but it's not a negative if you're not an early declare. You never know what someone's situation is. Uh, but Zay Flowers came at 5'9, 182, ran a 4'4, 240, uh, so a bit small, but decent 40 time. Uh, in college, he was the guy at Boston College. Uh, Having watched his film, you really will get a distaste for Boston College's quarterback. I've seen two separate tweets today commenting about that, which I thought was very prevalent and thought Twitter was listening to me. But he had nearly a 30% target share in college, which is nuts. Uh, was a, uh, in a 94 percentile college dominator. So this guy at Boston College. Uh, and all, I'm excited to talk about this guy. I, I like him a lot, Josh, but 
you you have your name down, Josh. You go ahead first and give us your thoughts. Yeah, um, I've been a big fan of Zay Flowers for a while. I don't know if you guys remember, um, but it was like back I do. in like December. You, you were, like, you were. Watch this guy's film. <laughs> yeah, um, because he's he's electric. Um, he's a lot of fun to watch. Um, I'll, the first thing I'll, I'll talk about is uh, his stats, uh, kind of how he basically was the entire Boston College offense. Um, this past season, 78 receptions, 1,077 yards, receiving yards, and 12 touchdowns, um, and which is pretty ridiculous given how atrocious the quarterback play was at Boston College. Like the Boston College quarterback, you both of you guys know, is probably the worst college quarterback I've ever watched on film. Um, but Zay flourished despite that. Uh, he actually had almost four times more than any other player on the Boston College roster. The second most receiving yards in the roster this past season was Jalen Gill with 388 receiving yards, um, which is a crazy drop-off. Um, just shows you how talented Zay is, and Zay was the entire offense. So defenses are probably focusing on Zay as well. Um, and his 12 touchdowns was more than a third of Boston College's total touchdowns. He had 12 Boston College's total for the season was 27. Um, so he was literally the entire offense. Uh, kind of getting into his actual play, he is impossible to bring down in the open field. Um, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Kadarius Tony with the way he's kind of like hopping around and jumping and making these sudden movements and uh, like looking like extra bursty and an agile. And it's super fun to watch. Um, I mean, we love Kadarius Tony, um, even though he's not able, he hasn't made it in the league yet. He's fun to watch in the NFL. Um, that being said, I think Zay Flowers, like he, he doesn't have the character issues that, uh, I wouldn't even call them character issues, just the inconsistency that, that Kadarius Tony has shown. Uh, I don't think Zay Flowers really struggles with that. Um, he's constantly making highlight reel catches. He has some of the best hands that I've seen in this class. Um, and he, his ability to stop on a dime, it's going to make him like really, really tough to cover in the NFL. So I'm really excited to, to, see where Zay lands um, because I think he can be a special piece in any offense. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I, the Kadarius comp I, I like for the open field ability. Uh, I mean, this dude stop and start is so sudden. He, he has great quickness uh, in the open field. I, I think he's definitely a better route runner than Kadarius as well. And hopefully he's able to stay on the field a lot better than Kadarius. So, uh, but I, I do like that Kadarius shown flashes in the few games he's played. Um, Zay's electric. Uh, he, he's an elite separator, but he also shows that open field ability that that uh, Addison doesn't. Like his stop and start ability, his juke moves, he, he does great in the open field to get a, a lot of yards after the catch, despite being a smaller guy. Uh, he ran a four four two, which is great. Um, at one eighty two, he is a you know he's ten pounds heavier than Addison. He's only five nine, um, so you know the BMI is is better. Uh, and he plays big. He he goes up and gets balls. He tracks the ball well. Uh, I mean, like you guys said, the the way his quarterback was terrible. Uh, I think it helped to just helped his ball tracking abilities. You know, he went and found the ball wherever it was. Uh, so I, I really like Zay, and it was fun to watch his tape. I was not too familiar with him, but I, I thought he had great body awareness. Uh, I thought he had you know great separation uh, at the and and control at the catch point. Uh, you know, he, he just looked like a true, true NFL player. I think this guy's going to be a really good player in the NFL. Uh, and, you know, I think he could play at, at any, any 
any place on the field. I think he could play uh, as an alpha in the slot, uh, you know, put him in motion in the backfield, whatever. This guy's going to get open, and teams are probably going to want to scheme him to get him open. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Zay a lot. Um, it's interesting that, it, you know, he took such a big dip. I mean, not not a big dip, but he took a dip in his junior year. But I think the team was just horrible. Um, like like we all said, I mean, this year they were still god-awful. Um, but, you know, sometimes you just got to put the team on your back and do what you got to do to make yourself a real prospect. So, uh, you know, he balled this year. What can I say? The, the team was absolute god-awful and you know, still went out and did his business. <laughs> My man's a dog. <laughs> yeah. if, if I had a dog rankings of these four guys, I think Zay would be number one, uh, <laughs> personally. But... Uh, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed watching Zay's tape. Um, in this film, you seems you see so many routes where the player doesn't get the ball, where they know it's not going to come to them, or if it's just run blocking. Out of the routes that like for the plays that weren't designed for him, or he was run blocking, he worked the hardest on every single one. That was clear. I also respect that he stayed with this dog dog shit Boston College team for his four years, so he expressed some loyalty there. I appreciate that, um, especially rooting for a a bad football program in UVA myself. That said, the way he runs in his routes is really interesting to me. Josh, you touched on this a bit. It's almost like he's like hopping through his routes and he's ready to just burst at a moment's notice. But he's, it's like, it's almost like, like watching, um, I saw someone compare it to like, I forgot who said this, but like, he's like running upstairs when he runs his routes. Like he kind of looks like that. Uh, like that. I don't like to repeat what someone else said, but it's exactly the right way to describe it. And he's just so twitchy, and his his, his movement is very fluid. I, I he was like getting. I watched like the Florida State game; they were holding every single play. Uh, I I really liked him. Uh, you know, I I think he'll be a really good receiver. I really like the Kadarius Tony, uh, the Kadarius Tony cop. The second you said that, I was like, yes, that's who he is because he's very twitchy and he doesn't have the injury concerns, which is great. So. I would be really, really excited for to see who gets him and how they'd use him because if they could put a just you just got to get the ball in his hands and he'll win. But he also went on the outside too. You know, I think he's got he he had some really good catches on the sideline from what I saw too, and and he's got plenty of experience tracking just random balls down because his quarterback was just terrible. Uh, so that 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 just that quarterback man, oh man. Uh, I think he just transferred to Pitt too. Um. Uh, and like this dude, like Zay would just be wide open. This man's just busy getting a sack. Um, and Zay would have had like double the production if his quarterback was just able to get in the ball. But that said, big fan of Zay Flowers. Yeah. yeah uh, can I just add Sorry, one thing real quick? Uh, I just I, I wanted to highlight that. I mean, I, I love Zay. I just wanted to knock him, give him one little thing. I think he could work a little bit better on off the press. Uh, like we said, we saw a lot of the quarterback getting sacked. And, you know, he still gets open on all these routes. But uh, I think especially being 5'9", maybe his arms – I didn't look at the arm. Like maybe his arms quite aren't as long against some of the bigger corners. We're kind of able to hold him a bit at the start. Um, but other than that, I mean, just fantastic on really all levels of the ball. I don't I don't think that impacts his catchability, like catchability, catch radius at all. You know, he high points the ball tracks it so well. It's not a problem. Just I think he could work a little bit better off the press. But still fantastic route runner and release release guy. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I, I definitely noticed that uh, he does struggle a little bit when he is pressed. Um, the NFL teams can hide that. Throw, the him, slot. throw him in the slot. That's exactly what I was going to say. Throw him in the slot. It, yeah, if, definitely. If and lots of motion, to, too. 
<laughs> if, if Zay Flowers went to Bama, he's wide receiver one in this class. <laughs> Seriously, like this. I mean, I respect him for staying at Boston College, but bro, why did you stay at Boston College? Like, <laughs> I, I don't really. He lost some money with that decision. He's a man but, of character, dude. Yeah, Bama yeah. needed him. This dude just year. loves Boston. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I. Yeah, if this guy is in the slot, he's going to be open all day, and he could play out wide too. You know, I, I think you just find ways to get him the ball, and that'd be that'd be smart. All right, ready to move on to uh, one thing one I want. Um, so you know, I love yards per route run. It's my favorite stat for receivers. It's a good um, one. Also has the most correlation with NFL success. Um, he had two point four five yards per route run this season. Um, which was more than both Quentin Johnston and Jordan Addison. Um, obviously, good. Jordan Addison took a pretty big dip because Jordan Addison had like 3.5 yards per route run at Pitt, um, but he had more than Quentin Johnston, and Quentin Johnston's uh, definitely elite in that in that category. So, especially with uh, having the quarterback problems too. Especially with having the quarterback problem, a lot of those yards uh, Zay created on his own. <laughs> I always thought this quarterback was supposed to be decent for Boston College, and that's why he's transferring. But uh, uh, to Pitt, but I just do not think that's the case. I think it looked like two quarterbacks played for them. Oh, um, maybe that was it. They were also both garbage. Them. I mean, they they were both fifty nine percent, which I don't even know how they got to fifty nine percent. But yeah, I mean, there were two of them that played and that both no. sucked. Get Zay a good quarterback. Zay to the Chiefs, please. Thank you. Um, <laughs> All right, we're moving on to Jared's favorite person ever. All right, let's do Jared Smith and Jigba. Wire receiver from Ohio State, early declared at 21.1 years old. He's had an interesting college career, barely played his freshman year. Then his sophomore year, he's like, okay, I'll go ahead and get, get uh, 95 receptions for 1,600 receiving yards and nine touchdowns. And then his junior year, he's like, okay, I'll just tear my hamstring. So. This is what's created a bit of a dichotomy with Jackson Smith and Jigba. That said, at his peak, he produced incredibly well. And personally, in my book, any receiver that's able to do that well and command that target share with uh, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson on your team is worthy of a first round draft pick and is probably a fantastic player. He ran a four five three, uh, or excuse me, a four four eight at the at his pro day. So I mean, even if you add add a little bit to that, I think that's good enough for him. Uh, and that uh, his agility at the combine, what was it, the the three cone drill? I think he had like one of the best times of all time, or something crazy. So I think it was fourteen all time. Yeah, I think yeah, I like yeah. So. He had the the forty speeds fine. That's what you're looking at because that's what he needs to succeed. So I'll uh, conclude my introduction with that and allow Jared to talk. I know he's really excited. Uh, Jared, go ahead. Yeah. So I told Josh before this, I uh, I wanted to just not watch any tape and just come on and be like, he's the goat because he just is. There's no reason to watch. I mean, he's just he's so good. But I enjoyed watching anyway. I went through it and I had fun because who wouldn't? Um, like you said, at a freshman, he didn't really play. Um, but he also had three first round, uh, wide receivers in front of him, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave and Jamison Williams, uh, JMO realized he couldn't hack it and that, uh, JSN was coming. So JMO had to get his ass out of there, transfer to Bama so that JSN could take that third role and go the fuck off like he did. 
95 for 1600 yards ridiculous uh only nine touchdowns but you know they were spread out uh spread out all over the place 84.8 percent catch rate as a sophomore that's ridiculous 84.8 percent this man caught every ball that came his way and he made use of it he's a great yak guy too he's so shifty that like he doesn't even really need open field moves his his quickness is insane he he just makes one little head fake one little turn and the defender bites and he's gone he has a great stiff arm too i kind of forgot about that i have fun watching him just push a couple defenders away carry him for touchdowns he does that in the rose bowl shout out his game in the rose bowl he went the fuck off you got to watch that tape 303 i mean just just ridiculous um but i mean there there's really it's it's hard to critique my man because he's just he does so many good things he's an elite separator elite route runner uh elite release he's got great hands great ball tracking ability uh he does great in the open field even though he lacks you know a lot of moves uh i just i mean i love him i'm excited for him i've been trading picks all over the place to get 104s uh i i have a lot of early picks in my draft uh and i'm looking to get him as much as i can uh i love jason i think he's going to be fantastic uh, he's got the size uh, at six foot one ninety five. He's got enough speed with a four four eight slash four five three, whatever you want to say, because it was a pro day. The three cone drill is insane. Uh, I'm nineteen point six breakout age is great. Uh, it, it just sucks that he tore, you know, or uh, you know that he got hurt this year. Uh, if he if he wasn't banged up, he would have gone off continuously. I mean, Stroud showed he didn't even need him, but JSN is that dude. I mean, I just can't wait, dude. I I cannot wait for this man to get in the NFL. If this dude is not an absolute monster, I will quit my fantasy football podcast and let you guys bring in a new third because clearly I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, He will be a top 10 dynasty receiver. He's amazing. Uh, I just, I I can't wait. I I can't wait to watch this dude absolutely burn everybody in the open field it's going to be fun we're going to be talking about him with the likes of aj brown maybe even jamar and and jj it's going to be fun wow okay i think jared's trying to trade the get the one uh 104 for me in one league that price has gone up right now (laughs) (laughs) i uh, don't you worry me mango's been talking (laughs) (laughs) He's playing, he's showing his hands. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, to put up 1600 yards as a sophomore with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave on the field, also, I think that's really most all you need to say um, that he was able to command that share. Um, But my points on Smith and Jigba is up in the NFL, he's going to flourish as a slot receiver. That's for sure. The question. The million dollar question is is he able to translate that outside and my answer is i don't really think it matters um you know who else was a slot receiver in college justin jefferson justin jefferson was yeah and smith and jigba dog yeah i i think i think he's got tremendous ball skills um and i think he'll be able to do it outside if he needs to i don't think he has to um and we, I mean, the quickness with the three cone drill. I mean, he's gonna get open, you know, he's gonna be open and open and open. And you know, I think he's gonna be more than just underneath stuff. He can, he also has a good vertical ride, he's got a good post route. And 
I, you know, I was very eager to see his tape because Jared, I know how much you like him, and um, I, it's hard to see many things that are going to be wrong. Uh, I don't think you even have to express too much concern about that injury because it was, you know, it's just going to get healed. And I, I wouldn't be shocked also if it was just kind of like a, you know, my NFL draft capital set. You know, I don't really need to rush this back and risk re-injuring it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's not blow your doors off fast but you know he's gonna he's gonna separate and that'll help him with his yak ability anyways and he's able to make guys miss in the open field so uh i'm really hoping i think a really fun spot would be if the texans took him after they get shrouded too they go ahead and get him with their second first round pick um i would think that would be a really good fit for him and you know i think a lot of people are down in the texans but I think they're rebuilding the right way. They're strengthening up the offensive line. They got Tunsil resigned. They already got a couple of good young pieces of guys like Collins with Pierce. Um, and hopefully Mechie's healthy and able to play. But, you know, I, I would really like to see him there. And yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. What can I say? I don't think the Texans are getting shrouded too. But uh, I would still like this. I think Shroud's going to go to the, the Panthers. But still, I would love okay. to see him with Bryce. Or 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 CJ or who yeah whoever I'm just like it would be nice the story would be nice but yeah that concept is the general idea Josh looks like he's very hungry to say something so yeah, I'm going to keep talking things, but Perlman stole my other thing so yes thank you for saying that Perlman definitely agree with you I don't think Stroud's lasting in two Stroud goes one Bryce Owens going two uh, and guys I do agree Texans are a fun spot for him um, the other thing I wanted to say before I dive into my analysis of JSN was JMO didn't get run out of town. His heart was never in it. Nah, he got ran out of town. He got ran out of town. He got His heart was never in it. His mama said so. <laughs> he got his ass ran out of town. <laughs> Jason was coming, baby. <laughs> that might be so. Um, Ohio State receivers are just ridiculous. Like, yeah, generally Ohio speaking. State is a uh, wide receiver you, for yes, sure. Yes. Um, Undoubtedly. Jackson Smith and Jigba is the smoothest player I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, it's it's absurd just how easy he makes everything look. Like, it looks... When, when he's playing, it looks like he's maybe trying, like, 50%. And, like, there aren't many athletes where it doesn't really look like they're trying all that hard. I mean, the best comp that I could come up with, honestly, was Lionel Messi. Um, I'm not saying that Jackson Smith the Jigba hey, is the greatest go, of all time. baby. This comp is another that's what I'm the talking goat about. of all time. I'll take him. I'll take him. Of Messi, dude. Like, Messi doesn't even look like he's trying. and He just dices everybody up and scores goals. Jackson Smith and Jigba doesn't really look like he's trying. Dices everybody up and scores touchdowns. Um, it's, it's incredible. I mean, he just constantly just makes defenders miss. He's not fast. He, he doesn't look fast. He doesn't look quick. But just people can't touch him. People can't tackle him. There's no suddenness or aggression to his game. There's just like all of the finesse in the world. And he just looks like so calm and so like collected while he's doing it. It's it's really, really impressive. Um, one stat. I know Kai's called me stat boy, so I have to constantly bring you guys stats. Um, <laughs> probably the most impressive stat that popped out to me. I mean, his yards per route run are obviously insane. He is like a 3.5 yards per route run, which is absurd. Beyond that, one stat which I've recently been looking into, which I really, really like, is first downs per target. 
not first downs per reception, first downs per target. Um, just kind of speaks of like the production of a player, like how valuable are those receptions really? Um, and I want you guys to guess what JSN's first down per target were last season. Not this past season, but 2021. As a percentage? As a percentage. Per target, just, how many of those went for first downs? I'm thinking so I'm thinking targets. So you know that takes off like you know, catch, but also oh, he had yeah. an 85% catch rate. Yeah. So it was like, you know, he was a dog. So 55%. I'm gonna get five percent. I'm going like 70. Fuck it. <laughs> he put up a 57 percent. Hey, oh, I was close. Was close. Per so target. Yeah, you were really close, that's guys. So that's he so is second, hype. he is second all time. God damn. <laughs> First is Waddle at 58. Mm-hmm. And third is Jamar Chase at 55. Wow. So he's in good company there. So uh, I, I, have a, I have a general cluster right there. I have a draft capital question. If JSN played this whole year, didn't have the hamstring mm-hmm. injury, where would he be going in the NFL draft? Ballpark. Top eight. If yeah, he played I mean, the full yeah. year and had the same production that he did in his sophomore year, top eight. Easy. So what is so the question then? Do – Let's say he slips a bit. Let's say he goes outside the top 15, hypothetically. Do we think that that's an indication that teams are concerned about the hamstring? I, I think that's care. the only concern. Okay. Yeah, that's the only concern it's got to be, I guess, right? I mean, he didn't play the whole year. He said he probably could have came back, but like I, I, like you said, I think it's kind of more of an injury kind of, mm-hmm. you know, draft capital already set. He's going to be a first-round pick. Don't need to play in the bowl game. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, I think he, you know, he ran at his pro day. Uh, he's back and healthy. He'll be ready for OTAs and all that when a team drafts him. So uh, I don't think it's going to be a big concern. I expect him to still, I, I expect him to still go top fifteen. I think he may end up on the Bears at nine, but uh, fifteen would be crazy. This dude, so fluid. Roman, I have a question for you. What is, if you give a percentage, what are the odds that Jackson Smith and Jigba? is a more valuable dynasty asset than B. John Robinson or more productive puts up more fantasy points than B. John Robinson. It's tough at this point, but I'd say there's like a, like a, I don't know, like 35 to 40% chance. Okay. Okay. I mean like Bijan's going to get fed, like fed. And I was actually looking at the top, like uh top uh all time top 10 all time uh position scoring records for each position group um and running back is just insane the 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 top scorers for running backs have scored more than the top scorers for quarterbacks like by like 50 points like the quarterbacks and, yeah yeah quarterbacks uh, the top really? the top uh Running back scores all time were like 475 from LT and CMC. Oh, yeah. oh wow. And LT scored what, like 24 touchdowns that year? Or no, he scored like 30, <laughs> didn't he? I, I don't, I don't, I didn't go, you know, look up the stats. He did score OD and CMC also went OD. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, those, like, 475, that's untouchable. Not to say Bijan is going to be there yeah, or anywhere cool. close, but not even quarterbacks touch that. And, and wide receivers, I think the top score was like 400, maybe 388. Um, so it, you know, it's just, it's tough to project that the, the running backs are extremely valuable. They get constant touches, but JSN has a real chance to be a PPR machine. If we're talking Scott Fishbowl here, you get a point for first down. Hell yeah. Now we're talking, we're, we're drafting him in Scott Fishbowl this year. If we get back in, I, I like that first down stat. That's a good one. We'll have to remember. So, 
but yeah, I mean, I, I think he's got a real shot to be extremely productive. I, I said last year when I was tanking for the 101, I was tanking for JSN. It's sad I can't do it. It, it, it's uh, I want to. Good. I, I could. I want you have to. Three one hundred ones. I got two. I got two one hundred ones. I want to, but I'm not going to because I got some. I got some one hundred threes and one hundred fours and one hundred fives. Yeah, you can so right there. Yeah. I'll get enough JSN uh, to be happy that I, I mean I got to take my my most valuable asset possible and you know try to make my moves with my one hundred one team. So, but I I mean I love him. I think he's gonna be great. I'm so excited to watch him. He the fluidness, you know, Josh, like you said, is, it's just there. He doesn't really look like he's trying hard because he's just so good at what he does. He makes everything look effortless. Um, so let's just get this man on a team that wants to pass the ball 750 times like the Bucks did this year. Uh, and not the Falcons, not the Bears, even though, you know, shout out Justin Fields. He's not throwing it 750 times. Uh, so let's just see him, you know, make, catch like 200 balls. Let's do this. Let's go JSN. So quick. Uh, quick, quick side note on LaDainian Tomlinson in 2006, he put up 2,300 yards and 31 touchdowns. God damn. That's crazy. You would just Jesus. have to cancel fantasy for that year. Like I he mean, won the MVP. <laughs> he well, he should have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, CMC I didn't go like so crazy, but he had like the hundred plus catches that like, he was really only like four points behind LT that year, which is insane. Like LT yeah, had like, like 475 points. And I think CMC had like 471. Like it, it's actually insane how, how many catches were, or how catches are so much more valuable and, and, you know, running guys get so many more now that CMC was hey. able to even compete with 31 touchdowns, which is crazy. LT had 56 receptions. <laughs> Damn. I mean, CMC For must have had a shit. Yeah. yeah. See, I think CMC had a shit ton of touchdowns. Yeah. Check that real quick. <laughs> Yeah, but, running yeah. Backs so you just got to go with the running back. I mean, yeah, I love Jason. I think he's going to be a great asset. But yeah, like I said, I have quite a few threes, fours, and fives. So I'll be landing myself plenty of Jason uh, in the near future, but uh, just not at the one on one. Yeah, CMC had 19 touchdowns, but he had 116 receptions. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Which is more than double what LT had. He had 142 targets that year. That is wild. Mm, just abused. Yeah, thousand receiving thousand yards. Thousand receiving yards. Thousand receiving yards. Four, um, fourteen hundred rushing yards. Whoo! Bring me that CMC back. God damn! Uh, no, we need it. Need it. But yeah. All right. Is that wrapping up our wide receiver slash Christian McCaffrey and Ladainian Thomason talk? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I guess so. <laughs> Alrighty. Well. That was a great first episode for our receivers. I like talking about some first round talents again. It gets, it gets the juices flowing. You know, it gets me buzzing. But, yes, sir. Well, it's the dogs. We finally got back to the dogs. Finally. It's over next week. Um, no, but, that's, be hey, that's not true. That's I'll not true. I know. I know. I know. All right. Well, that was fun. Excited for next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, check back in with us next week. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Appreciate it. Peace.